And now it's time for Blossoms of My Life Radio with your host, Ramona Trevino. Ramona is a teacher, a pastor, a three-time author, and radio host since February 2018, helping people share their but God moment and helping people see and be the blossoms in life. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and listeners like you. Now here's Ramona. Blossoms of My Life Radio. Today I have the honor of introducing to you another local author. As I mentioned before, I I was able to meet some wonderful, wonderful authors at this local event that we had here in Bakersfield. So this author here is Andrew Roth. He joined the U.S. Army before attending California State University here in Bakersfield. He taught American history for 22 years at the middle school level before launching his literary career. He's married for over 30 years to his wife, Lori. Andrew has two married adult children and is a proud grandfather. He's a native of Kansas. Andrew was raised with a deep love and appreciation for history, particularly the Old West. And Andrew's hope is to glorify God and encourage readers through his writing. So I'm really excited to let to introduce him, but also to let him tell you about his stories that he writes. How are you, Andrew? I'm great. Thank you, Ramona, for letting me be on your uh, program. I'm, I'm honored. Thank oh, you again. It's exciting. I was looking, um, you know, through the books that you've written, and I'm super excited. Congratulations on your sixth book. Thank you. Thank you. That's exciting. And so let's just go ahead and start from the beginning. Why don't you just share a little bit about who you are, how you started writing, and then we'll just start talking about your books. Well, great. Okay. Well, I'll be honest. I never wanted to write. (laughs) And so I never had the idea. I never thought about it. And when I graduated from college and got into teaching, I really felt that was my ministry. God had called me to the classroom, and I was content. And I loved it. And as an American history teacher, I was able to share the Christian foundations here in the United States and uh, the pioneers, the faithful pioneers that uh, expanded America west to the Pacific. And it was just fun to be able to teach uh, Christianity in the context of American history. And I felt compelled as a public school teacher to tell the truth in class about our founding fathers and the pioneers that helped settle this land and their Christian faith. And so it was, I felt where I was supposed to be. And it was, I was obviously uh, called to it and enjoyed it. And I had a a great career as a, as an, as a school teacher, but uh, I never expected it to end. I kind of felt like that was my mission, my ministry and my career. And it was going very, very well, but as life often happens, uh, things happen. And because of some medical situations, I was uh, forced to step out of the classroom after 22 years of teaching and really, really went through a tough time questioning, uh, well, now what, God? Where am I supposed to serve now? And uh, went through a real soul-searching time. Uh, I literally threw myself at the feet of Christ Mm. and just refused to let go and just said, God, you're stuck with me. 
you're going to have to give me a new path. You know, I can't sit around the house and just vacuum and mop. I've got to have a purpose that serves the Lord and shares my faith actively. Uh, So my wife and my children were instrumental in encouraging me and telling me, Dad, we love your stories. Your history stories are so alive. You know, why don't you get into writing? Mm. And I thought, oh, that's just not for me. <laughs> I'm not a writer. I'm not interested. Yeah. Uh, but, and I have to say, the prompting of the Holy Spirit is something that is oh, yes. powerful. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was unexpected. I really thought God would move me into a different teaching avenue, maybe at the junior college level or online. And, and he put up those walls and said, no, that's not the path I want. I want you to write. And so I started the process. I sat down and wrote a book really fast. I was kind of surprised at how the Holy Spirit was bringing ideas to me. And I very quickly wrote a book in just a few months. But it was horrible. And, you know, you need to edit and revise. And I didn't know any of that stuff back then. And so I started going to the Christian uh, Writers Conferences, yep, the yep. Mount Hermon one, and yep. the SoCal down in Orange County, and uh, Biola, and I went to a very a variety of Christian Writers Conferences and started pitching uh, to agents and publishers and editors, and they all liked my stories, and I started, and I kept writing books. I mean, I literally had nothing else to do. I was literally retired at 47. Okay. And so I was writing about three or four novels a year um, and going to the writers' conferences, and I finally, after I had 15 novels completed. Wow. Yes. Fifteen. I finally got picked up by a Christian publishing house on the East Coast, uh, Elk Lake Christian Publishing, and they're phenomenal. They're just great, committed, fantastic Christians who believe in ministry and service and Christian literature. And so I got picked up, got an agent, and started getting books published. And so I'm able to take my books that I have completed that are not very well written and I'm starting to revise and edit and have them edited and my publisher is moving one of them at a time into publication so I just got number six published uh, last month Texas Faith it's a great story of a young boy in Texas as the Civil War ends he finds out his dad is not coming home from the war and he and his mother are kind of uh, alone on this huge cattle ranch in Texas, and the cattle are worthless. And he kind of goes through a struggling of his faith, whereas his mother just totally turns into the Lord mm-hmm. and and trusts in Christ and says, this is an adventure. We're going to see what God is going to do. And the young boy is like, eh, I think we can see what God is going to do. And the answer is nothing, right? We're just stuck. And uh, just slowly... As the story unfolds and develops his faith, uh, you know, and he sees how God provides and how they uh, they eventually succeed. It's the historical story of the first cattle drives okay. uh, in American history. They actually did not go into Kansas at first. The first cattle drives went to Missouri, 
where the railroad was, but that was super short-lived as then the train stretched out onto the plains of Kansas and all the famous cattle drives went from Texas to Kansas after that. So it's a great history story, but it's also a great story of faith and Christian development, and that's what I'm writing. I'm really writing for Christians, and I hope my writing uh, reaches past that and maybe touches lives for people to come to know Christ. But I'll be honest, my writing is really to encourage Christians That's and to see awesome. Christ working in Christians' lives, who Christians who doubt and Christians who struggle. And uh, that, that is my goal, is to encourage Christians. Because I was floundering. I was really having a hard time after I got done with teaching. And so a lot of my sorrow and anguish my questioning is in my writing and um, and that's understandable andrew because i know with me 21 years you know and i'm i'm much older so i retired i retired a little bit earlier i was 61 but um you know you do you miss it because that's something that you do every august i miss like this last august was my (laughs) first one i'm like i should be in staff meetings i should be you know, calling parents, introducing myself, you know, all those busy things that we're used to doing as teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I got a part-time job here in Bakersfield at a little Christian school just because I needed to do something, you know, mm-hmm. so the Lord allowed mm-hmm. me to do that. But so now your first book, um, so the so all of the novels that you wrote, what you're doing now is you're going back and you're giving them to your publisher. And so eventually all of those will be published. Is that what I kind of heard you say? That's my goal. Not all of them are Christian historical fiction. So what I, what I have, because I literally didn't know what I was doing and I wrote a variety. I have a couple of Christian contemporary romances. Okay. I have a futuristic trilogy. Oh, nice. And I have a dozen Christian historical fiction. And my publisher really likes the Christian historical fiction. Okay. So that's what I'm getting published right now. Right now. Okay. And so your first one was Wildfire for Rose. Can you kind of give us a description of what that was about? Yes, that's a uh, a young boy in Missouri during the Civil War, and uh, he and his father are Union sympathizers in Missouri. And Missouri was a slave state, uh, although they stayed in the Union during the Civil War. So they were one of the four slave states that stayed in the Union. Uh, Missouri, Maryland, Delaware, and Kentucky were all slave states that stayed in the Union, did not join the Confederacy. And he, as a Union sympathizer, is not really uh, surrounded by friends in Missouri. So his farm is burned down, his father is killed, and he flees out onto the Kansas prairies to escape Missouri, and he's picked up by a wagon train moving west on, on the Santa Fe Trail. And he comes to Colorado Territory and finds an Indian family that's kind of destitute, They had been wild horse hunters and had fur trappers and kind of lost everything with uh, different incidences happening to them. And they combined forces and and trap wild horses in the Rocky Mountains as as their faith develops, as uh, they were they had been evangelized to the Indians had been and become Christians. And so the young boy and them 
join forces with God's help and, and, and create a ranch. And Praise it's God. just a fun adventure story. And I, and I really love that one. It's my first one. It was fun. And then which one was next after that? After that, I went to Renewed Redemption, which is a single mom in the gold camps of California. Mm. And I'm really in love with the Civil War era. So it's it takes place uh, as Lincoln is elected. So as Lincoln is elected and, and conflict erupts on the East Coast, she's on the West Coast really struggling as a single mom and is kind of rescued by a widow, widower, uh, who takes her and her children in. And they, through process of spending time together, and he's a Christian, and she uh, was raised in a Christian home, but had really turned away from the Lord. And uh, through his patience and kindness, they connect. And uh, it's just an exciting love story. That's beautiful. Where Christ, Christ brings people together in his name. Oh, and, and, and uh, that's in the gold rush. And so that's I enjoyed a, that one. Yeah, and that's important to know because even in today's world, you know, sometimes we think that certain people might be, you know, um, lost in that sense. But God God never stops working, right? He's always working. Very on, true. He's Very always true. working on behalf of his people. And, you know, yeah. sometimes we need just need to s just kind of pause in our frustration of the waiting and just watch. Yeah. Just watch with anticipation of what he's going to do because he's constantly pursuing us. He's always going to find us. And so I love yeah. that um, you're able to intertwine history, the history and the passion that you love. And, you know, the more you teach it, the more you learn with it, the more you sure. find passion sure. within it. And then. You know, I can imagine sitting in your classroom as a middle schooler, just being in awe, waiting for the stories, because that's that's part of history. You know, the stories and yeah. a lot yeah. of teachers. I, I love to see how a life unfolds with Christ at the helm, uh, because it is an adventure. It is a journey as we walk with Christ. It's an adventure. And like you said, just because God is silent at times that does not mean he's absent absolutely and we we do have to be patient and wait and oh that's tough oh it, that's tough it is tough but you know your stories in that time era you know people we sometimes forget that god was doing the same thing then oh absolutely and that's what i that's what i like to remind people that you know it was because of Christ-filled people who moved west that, you know, little churches and little towns and, you know, children in schools were being taught in the Bible. Yes. You know, that people for, don't want to talk about that or they forget that, you know, it was the Bible that drove a lot of these people west for new opportunities and to have a large family of people who go to church and worship Christ together and help their neighbors, you know, they, as Christians. They loved community yes, and and really helped each other because of Christ in them. Mm -hmm. And I, boy, the lessons we could learn today from looking backward and seeing the importance of Christ in a person's life. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, as people are really struggling with a, a sense of isolationism and, and uh, loneliness, and you see how vital community is that we used to, as a nation, we used to have. <laughs> you know, right. People would ride for miles to help each other because they loved serving one another in the name of Christ. Right. And and just 
the history, I mean, can you imagine if every school had the Bible as being one of those right. history books? I mean, yeah. there's plenty things that we could teach on that Bible and the stories, you know. I was, I was impressed when I taught middle school, you know, a few years back that they did have a section in there. Um, of course, it started with the medieval gods and then um, they were, they actually allowed us to teach about Moses and the Ten Commandments and that just a little short, you know, they give you so much time on every little subject chapter, right? So, right. Well, um, seventh grade, seventh grade world history, when I taught that, it did allow you to touch on Christianity, Judaism, yes. and Islam. Yes. The three major religions. Yes. Uh, but they seem to concentrate on Islam. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was fascinated that as a Judo Judeo Christian society, mm -hmm. there was not more in the seventh grade world history book on Judaism and Christianity, mm -hmm. especially here in America, but but that's just how the publishers, you know, secular pub publishers go with what they want. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And so now, then, then which book came next, Andrew, after the, I love the story of the, the last one that you just said about the redemption. That, that sounds beautiful. Uh, next, I wrote Train to Laramie, uh, which is the Transcontinental Railroad. Wow. So after the Civil War. Uh, America really wanted to expand the rails to California, really mm. connect the West Coast to the rest of the nation. And so the push was on. Now there was money available, men available as the war is over to build the rails West. And so the Transcontinental Railroad becomes a major, major focus right after uh, the Civil War. And this is the story of a young girl, uh, whose mother out of desperation always had to be married uh, for someone to provide wow. and rarely, rarely married well. And so just uh, this poor girl, her mom again marries a, a horrible man, a, a wicked stepfather, and she flees uh, to the end of the tracks, to the, to the little town of Laramie, Wyoming, which is where the tracks uh, were ended. Uh, at that point, 1868, as you know, they're trying to push over the Rocky Mountains, and she, as a Christian, is helped by a young Christian railroad worker who is very kind to her and takes her in, and uh, and she inadvertently falls in love with him mm. and uh, feels very uncomfortable with that. They were very young, uh, and then the stepfather finds her, uh, even though she had gone to the end of the rails to hide in Laramie and she had a job at the local cafe and was kind of making ends meet her wicked stepfather finds her and uh, and just how the story unfolds from there wow. uh, as a young Christians who fall in love and evil that threatens them and just the power of God in mm. uh, in in people who love the Lord so it's, it's just a fun fun story of the transcontinental railroad with Christians I so. love it and then Mercy Again? Yes, yeah, so then Mercy Again um, is during the Civil War, starts at the middle of the Civil War, and uh, a young man whose wife, his young wife, they had started out as partners making a farm in Missouri and being successful and paying off their debts. They didn't want to get involved in the war, and she becomes a Christian, and it really... Uh, throws him into a tizzy. He doesn't know what to do with this uh, 
woman who loves the Lord more than the farm. And he was always committed to their success and their future and their farm. And, and now all of a sudden his wife has known, come to know Jesus. And sh- the Union Army sends out troopers to destroy guerrilla strongholds. And they suspect this farmer is providing foods to the Missouri guerrillas. So they burn his farm and accidentally kill his wife. Mm. And his baby in the cabin uh, is saved, but he doesn't realize that. When he comes home and finds his dead wife and his cabin burned, he believes the Yankees have destroyed his family. And so he joins the Missouri guerrillas fighting the Yankees during the war. But then he realizes they were mostly thieves. They had kind of turned away from a real war effort. Quantrill's Raiders, Bloody Bill Anderson, these are famous guys in history who uh, kind of turned away from the war effort to pursue personal gain during the war into robberies. And and so he realizes they're not really good guys either who just want to fight the Yankees. So he flees them. Uh, The war ends, and as he comes back into Kansas after the war, he comes to a farmer's house where the, the man had died during the war, and he falls in love with the widow and the two young girls that she's raising. Well, he comes find one of those little girls is his. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, comes back around to, you know, he thought his baby had died in the, in the fire, but had actually been rescued, and now comes to find his daughter lives, and he gives his life to the Lord. He becomes a Christian, and at the same time is falls in love Mm. so just a great love story and uh to see god's hand in horrible situations i mean life is tough life is to see how god maneuvers is encouraging and you know back in those days things were so much different than now i mean we have all the luxuries that we have yeah you know but uh, i've always loved just you know my dad used to love to just sit and watch western movies and i'd sit with him so i used to just love that because yeah you think like that's like how we used to live you know that's how it used to be back in those days and um, well there's a real there's a real uh, resurgence of interest in westerns and historical fiction and amish right yes, now yes. because people love those simpler times right that's what I was yeah. just going to say. The simpler times, like, can we go back to how things used right. to be? Right? right? <laughs> uh, that's fun. I but, wish. I know. But, you know, writing them and being able to captivate your audience the way that your books uh, reveal. I haven't had the honor of reading one, but I'm definitely going to start. Because oh, it just... Um, it's going to spark that place that maybe it'll add that drive. Maybe that's why the Lord wanted you to write, you know, so that you could highlight like this is what and how things used to be. Like, let's bring things back on how they used to be. And so you're kind of putting that passion into the reader so that they say, wow, well, what can we do to bring things back. That was such a beautiful story. And it probably did really happen just with different names, but it probably really did. What can we do to help get our country back to that place? 
Well, I think that's what we find when we read Scripture, that God's Word is true then and now. Amen. It hasn't changed. Amen. And uh, character, God talks a lot about character and obedience and doing what's right. And we've thrown that aside as as a country that, you know, oh, just do what you want, whatever's right in your own eyes. And that's not working. No. Look and at, look I, at, yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of truth in the old ways are still current. Character still matters. Yes. Doing what's right still matters. And uh, I think that's where we're really losing it here in America as we push the, the Hollywood crowd, produce, you know, really pushes the character doesn't matter, do what's fun, uh, just do whatever you think is, is good, uh, whatever's right in your own eyes. And it's not working. No. It's, you know, this this country's in a lot of pain. It is. It is. It is. And so I thank you so much for wanting to just pursue this and listening to that heed, that call, which I know I was the same as you and somebody, you know, like you said, the Holy Spirit, like I hear somebody say, you need to write a book, Ramon. I'm like, yeah, no, I just finished 18, <laughs> 18 years of college and my master's. I don't think so. You know, it's like, yeah, 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 that's the last thing I want to do. And, and just like you then, okay, I wrote it. Now what, you know, in the right. whole process. And I got picked up by a publisher that then got arrested for embezzlement. And so then it's uh, like, Oh my gosh, I'm allowed the money. Does that mean I'm done? Well, of course it's, you're not done. You just need to keep on pushing. And so then that's yeah. why I went to self-publishing right now. And right now it's just fine for me. You know, it, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just where I'm at. It's where the Lord has me, but I thank mm -hmm. you so much. You know, I, we're getting kind of close to the end. I'd love it. If you, know, if you have like one last word and then maybe, um, if you could close us out in prayer. Love it. Love it. Um, final thoughts. Okay. Um, I hope that whoever reads my books is encouraged. Oh, that's nice. Um, uh, the goal um, is that God grow your faith, encourage you spiritually, draw you closer to the Savior, and you enjoy the adventure, Amen. the fun of a good, clean Christian story that hopefully inspires people to keep on keeping on with Christ. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so, so um, much. Yeah, I let me that. say a prayer. Perfect. Lord, thank you for Ramona thank and uh, her willingness to listen to you, to uh, follow the Holy Spirit's guidance in the, the work she's doing. It's encouraging. It's encouraging. It's powerful. It's uplifting. And we pray to bring you honor. And um, thank you for Christian writing. And may it just encourage Christians in their faith and always point to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. And and one last thing, Andrew, how can people find you? Uh, my website is andrewrothbooks.com. So I'm very easy to find on the internet. Uh, my, again, my website, andrewrothbooks.com, or at my publisher, Elk Lake Publishing, um, Inc. I think it's Inc. Elk Lake Publishing, Inc. And they're back in Massachusetts, but they're a fantastic Christian company, and you can get my books through their website as well. And then here in Bakersfield, I'm at Majesty Bible, and I'm at the Tatchby Christian Store, and I just got into the parable in Arroyo Grande on the coast. Awesome. Congratulations. 
Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Ramona. That was encouraging to me, and I wish you all the best of luck. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this edition of Blossoms of My Life Radio. This program is listener-supported. Blossoms of My Life Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. To contact Ramona regarding donations, sharing your God story, or requests about her books, you can write to Ramona. Ramona Trevino, P.O. Box 22731, Bakersfield, California, 93390. That's P.O. Box 22731. Bakersfield, California, 93390. Her website is the letter I, the letter M, dauntless.org. That's IamDauntless.org. Her email is Ramona at BlossomsOfMyLife.org. That's Ramona at BlossomsOfMyLife.org. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and through listeners like you. And in closing, we just want to remind you to remember to see and be a blossom in someone's life.